0: The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded October 25th, 2021. Enjoy. Welcome to the November edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Winter just around the corner. It's going to be beautiful. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited because it's my birthday coming up soon. I'm not too excited about the age, but I'm excited about like celebrating. Hugh, how about you?
2: (laughs) Oh, well, not a lot to celebrate for holidays in November, but respect for our veterans. We'll be observing Remembrance Day. Uh, And other things we might want to remember is remember when they broke up for an election without telling us what was going to happen to all those COVID benefits? Mm -hmm. And... A whole bunch were going to expire on October 23rd and they waited till October 21 to say, here's what we're planning on doing and we'll bring it in as soon as Parliament gets back together to see if we can get it through our minority. But assuming they get what they want, here's what we're going to see. Well, Canada Recovering Hiring Program, we know they said they were going to extend that. They've now made that official. It'll be extended right through into early May. And what they didn't tell us is we're going to put the rate back up to 50% of incremental remuneration for the duration. So considering it was going to go down to 20% effective October 24th, that's a pretty big hike. What about all those other programs, the wage subsidy, the rental subsidy? Yeah, those are expiring. Oh, well, but hey, let, let us give you a whole bunch of new programs. I know my heart stopped when I saw that. And then I read a little further and realized... These aren't new programs, these are just new ways to get the wage and rental Mm -hmm. subsidy. We're gonna target it more finely, Mm -hmm. meddle with the rates a little bit. And who do we wanna target? The hardest hit businesses are gonna get the hard hit business recovery program. But that just means they get to keep collecting, SUSE and sirs, provided they truly were hard hit. They gotta have a revenue decline now of 50% in order to qualify for anything not just a current month revenue decline, but also an average for the first 13 SUs period. So the first year in which we had these programs. Uh, So that's gonna be a little higher challenge. Uh, Now, if you're in the tourism sector, tourism and hospitality recovery program, you're only gonna need 40%. So who's that? good question, because they haven't fully figured it out yet. They did give some examples that they want hotels, restaurants, bars, travel agencies, convention centers. So Mm it sounds like it's going to be fairly open, but they did say further details of who qualifies will be forthcoming. Those organizations only need a 40% annual and one month revenue decline to qualify. Well, how much do we get? Well, if you're the hardest hit, you start at 10% recovery and you can ratchet up as high as 50% if you get to a 75% revenue decline. Mm-hmm. Tourism, we're going to start you off at 40%. And if you hit a 75% or higher revenue decline, you'll get all the way up to three quarters of those costs. Same costs that were covered under the old and sirs, but fairly potentially high numbers for tourism takes a lot more to ratchet up outside of that and uh, their third program that didn't seem to receive an official name yet said <laughs> if we got to go back into lockdown everybody gets to play by the tourism sector rules and they don't need that one year decline just a current month decline of 40 percent or more so susan Surs is sort of gone but all the time and effort you put into learning them is not completely gone yet
1: you, I got you. Got to think that that last one, that lockdown support, is going to get confused with the old SIRS lockdown support. It's not. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, but the other thing that Caitlin, sorry, go ahead.
0: I say the fascinating part about this is it's an effect now, even though we don't necessarily have detailed legislation explaining the finer points of these new, uh, newly structured and revamped programs.
1: Now, let's talk about things from the personal angle here. We know uh, that there was a recent news article that said or showed that uh, there was over 60,000 tips given to the CRA tips line, the National Leads tip line. And over half of them, about half of them, had to do with the new CERB program. I shouldn't say new. It's it's now a year old. Uh, So a big portion focused on that COVID program. But Caitlin, we've got some new individual announcements. Do you want to take us through them?
0: Yeah, in fact, you can take that CERB program, the Canada Recovery Benefit Program, and you can actually flush it down, down the toilet because it is now expired. We cannot access it anymore. That being said, that bigger, broader CRB program has been replaced with a new, more focused targeted measure program, the Canada Worker Lockdown Benefit. Now, this is going to be available for those individuals who can't get employment insurance, EI, maybe they're self-employed, maybe they fully exhausted their EI benefits uh, over the past little while. And if you are one of those parties, the only way you're going to get access to this Canada Worker's Lockdown Benefit is if you are unable to work, specifically because Of a government imposed public health lockdown. So, as you can see, these programs are much more targeted moving forward. And this is a program that will be available at least until the spring, May 2022. How much is it? We're talking about $300 available for the full duration of the program. Now, the other aspect that we were looking at is the caregiving and the sickness benefit and the government acknowledged, yeah, people are still going to be getting sick in the winter, in the the spring next year. So they have extended access to these two programs. And in fact, they increased uh, the maximum claim under these programs by two weeks. Uh, So a little bit of good news there.
1: Now, Caitlin, I wanted to move on to talk about CPP a little bit. First Mm -hmm. of all, if you're trying to figure out when you should start taking it earlier or later, you got to go to the tax tips calculator, CPP tax tips calculator. You can enter in various ages. You can uh, sort of uh, put in the date uh, of expected departure, I guess we'll call it, Mm -hmm. and do a net present value analysis to figure out which way you're better off. Check that one out. The other thing, too, is um, if you're looking at remuneration for an owner manager or an employee, you want to make sure that they get at least 10 percent of the maximum um, uh, pensionable earnings per year. And why is that? Uh, because if you have this enough, uh, you're going to be eligible for the CPP disability benefit uh, in case somebody gets hurt. So it's it's almost like an insurance policy. So definitely uh, think about that one there. Uh, no other details on it for right now, but we do have a link in your note uh, for more information.
2: Mm-hmm. And Joe, those owner managers really need to think about this, uh, whether CPP disability or private disability, but some kind of coverage, we certainly saw in the COVID pandemic, how quickly people can need money if they can't work mm-hmm. and disability is more likely than accidental death at most working ages. Uh, now on the topic of disability, we also got our new form for the disability tax credit, different tests, but similar concept. And, uh, I found it interesting that we moved away from asking medical practitioners to say, oh, I think they meet the terms as set out in the Income Tax Act to say, let's use medical jargon for medical professionals and they can tell us what the actual ailment is. I really like that. And the other thing I really liked was don't fill out the paper form. You've got a digital app that the medical practitioner can go to and say, oh, this individual's impairment is say, hearing. Okay, they don't have to look at the rest of the pages. They're not relevant. They'll ask a couple of questions about hearing tests. And if the initial answer indicates a severe enough disability that, yeah, that's got to be good enough to qualify, no more questions. Just print it out, sign as the medical practitioner, hand it over to the disabled individual or their caregiver, and they finish it up and get it off to CRA. That's got to be a lot easier than filling out the pages of forms. And Now you don't have to even answer all the questions that would have been relevant for one impairment.
0: Lots of interesting tips there. The other thing, Hugh, I would throw out is just a reminder November 15th, that is the date where the new caps on the maximum amount that accountants, advisors can be charging their clients in respect of their work related to the disability tax credit certificate. Uh, If you haven't yet taken a look at that, absolutely Uh, take a look at those details. We'll include uh, some supporting information in the notes to the video clip. Also, be aware that if a medical practitioner is only a assisting with Part B, kind of the medical-like stuff in the Disability Tax Credit Certificate, their fees are not capped under these regulations. Now, final item here. Let's move into registered education savings plan. We referenced an article that discussed a recent report basically stating that there is a significant knowledge gap in respect of our understandings, Canadians' understandings of these RESP programs, of those... Um, evaluated in this report, more than 80% of Canadian parents said, you know what, we don't really understand RESPs. We don't understand that potential free money that we could get through government grants and bonds. So heads up there, especially for your lower income clients that could benefit from these programs. That's it for this month. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com/disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax Views Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.